Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome to another workout for you to row along to where I do a session on my machine, you do the same on your machine and we row along together while I talk uh, technique tips, uh, training reasons and it's all some motivating waffle, that's why the t-shirt says it. Now today is going to be session 3 of week 1 of the 1k plan, which you don't have to be doing the 1k plan, don't worry about it, you don't have to do the whole thing, because today is a really tough workout that I know a lot of people will go, hey this sounds like fun. As such because this is all about power today if you want to start doing some light rowing now before we even start the warm-up please do all right because what we're going to do is we're going to do 21 minute intervals with one minute rest in between and those one minute intervals are going to be at 20 strokes per minute boo that's too slow but you're going to do it at absolute full power from your legs yay that's lots of power and lots of fun okay so what this is going to be is because it's at 20 strokes a minute and the, the flywheel will get a chance to slow down again it's really going to be a tough workout about trying to get that flywheel back up to speed anyway but also you're putting in max power into the stroke okay absolute full pressure from the legs now remember from session zero one and two of the 1k plan so far I have completely constantly banged on about the importance of getting that connection from your feet to your arms and making sure that's how you get the power into the machine and not pulling early yanking on the front of the machine please heed that advice okay especially on today's session because with this being a full power session the chances of something going tweak in your lower back or whatever if either a you haven't warmed up well enough which is why I've already told you to start light rowing if you wanted to or because your technique is just a little bit mince um, <laughs> for want of a better phrase and so you're you're heaving you're taking it all and see even demonstrating that I can feel everything tensing up right down there and run about the L2 the kind of psoas the sacroiliac all around kind of there just by kind of doing that okay so please right so <sighs> and rest and just relax and stop and <laughs> stop it so we need to get into a warm-up first anyway if you're doing some light rowing right now it's fine you're already going but we're going to do a five minute warm-up just to make sure that we are all kind of cooking with gas ready to go on today's main session now if you haven't already please set up your machine first if you're light rowing right now anyway and you haven't set up your machine stop and set up your machine okay go to your drag factor first set that to where you want it to be if you don't know about drag factor I have a video here on the channel or you could just set it to 130 if you know how to set it if you do have absolutely no idea what drag factor is or how to set it or how to breathe halfway through a sentence then please set it somewhere between four and five okay too low isn't the problem too high is the problem next up if you're able to set your monitor height set it to eye heights so you're not looking up you're not looking down and finally set those foot straps if you can so that as you come into the front of the machine your shins can point vertically okay if there's if you're set too high it can get a little bit tricky to get there if you're set too low you can find it really easy to go scooting past and that just causes power leaks and stuff and especially today you want to make sure and get all that power into the machine so five minute warm-up we're going to start off at uh 20 strokes a minute and a relatively light pressure just thinking almost like standing up so you can really practice that connection between your feet and the hands and then uh we'll do a little bit of single stuff uh, but then we're going to go uh or I'll, I'll increase the pressure and then we'll do the single stuff ah uh, what's he on about 
I should really just retake that, but I'm not gonna. Here we go then. In three, two, one. Let's go. So if you haven't watched any of my videos before and you haven't heard me talk about technique and the importance of connecting your feet to your hands, what I mean is that the power in your stroke comes from your legs, okay? So from pushing your feet into the foot plates, that's where the bulk of your power comes from. Okay, some say 60% of the stroke is legs, and then 30% is back, 20% is arms. Regardless of the numbers, most of your power comes from your legs. However, you need to get it into the handle somehow. And you do that, firstly with body position, by making sure you have a forward tilt and arms straight as you push those legs into the foot plates, but also by getting the timing right so that you push your feet as your hands connect the handle to the machine. That point when you feel it all catching and you feel the force going in. So push at the same time. Now increase your pace a little bit just for the next minute and a half. If you have a 2K training pace, maybe take it somewhere near 2K plus 15. That means 15 seconds slower than your average 500 meter pace in a two kilometer time trial. So basically do a 2K, divide the time by four, and that's your 2K training pace. So if you did it in eight minutes 20, your training pace would be 205. And right now you'd be rowing at 220, because that would be 2K plus 15. So really do think about pushing those legs into the machine. You should hear a real acceleration of your flywheel or your magnet, whatever makes your machine go. You should hear it accelerate as you push your legs in. Okay, two more strokes. And if you want to, take one foot out, put it on the ground. Or continue rowing if you want to make sure, well, you're going to continue rowing with one foot on the ground, but you get what I mean. Continue rowing normally if you want to make sure that you are fully warmed up. This is good for opening up your hips. There's a good mobility part here, but things do slow down a little bit. Last stroke here, swap feet. And because the intensity has eased off a little bit by doing these single leg drills and the arms body only that's about to follow, your heart rate will come down intensity is down so if you want to keep on rowing 
glutes here are nice and warm for today's session. Please do. One more here. Both feet in, legs straight, and just roll with your back and arms. So swing over your back, pull in your arms. Out with your arms, swing forwards over your hips again. So this is just a hinge, forwards and backwards, forwards and backwards, okay? You're not rounding your lower back or rounding your upper back. One more here. And I'll tighten my straps as I come forwards. Forward tilt, arms straight, press out from the front. Okay, so just think, don't think power here, think timing. You want to feel that bite as the chain connects to the flywheel. At the same time, those legs push into the machine, okay? Push. One more here. Push. Now, that's us done with the warm-up. If you don't feel completely warm, have a quick drink, continue doing some light rowing, um, and I will, uh, yeah, I'll say, I'll say, I could completely lost it. I'll say one more time what it is we're doing today. It's always like this on these intense rows. I tend to fluff my lines more. Maybe it's some kind of nervous energy or something before the session ahead of us. Because today what we're gonna do is 21 minute intervals at absolute full power from your legs. I want you to put everything you can into these one minute intervals, but with a rate cap of 20 strokes per minute, okay? So what that'll mean is 20 strokes, really hard, and then you get one minute rest and you're gonna do that 20 times. So don't worry if you fade towards the end of the workout. Don't worry also if the first uh, one minute interval, you're like, hmm, I don't seem to be going as fast as I should be. It could well be you're not warmed up enough. I know I'm probably not. So my first one will probably be the slowest of the bunch. But that's okay, because you've got 20 of them to do, okay? So normally you don't want to be in that kind of sacrificing an interval, but potato, today, potato? Today, <laughs> that'll be today's hashtag, potato. Uh, today, because uh, the warm-up thing, or because there's 20 of them, it's absolutely fine, okay? If that first one is just that little bit more of a warm-up, don't worry about it. The important thing today is that you are putting in full power, because remember, if you did do the first uh, workout of this plan with me, you'll have noticed that I wasn't happy with my performance because I wasn't able to get the rate up and I wasn't able to get the power in. Today is working about that, working on that power, okay? It's looking into how to get that power into the machine, all right? As such, most of the time today, the, the technique stuff I'll be talking to you about um, is gonna be just a re repetition of getting that connection right and making sure to push with your feet. So, if you've been doing some light rowing, stop, have a quick drink. it's important. That's always fun when you just have to sit there and watch me drink. At least I drop the volume most of the time. Apologies if I forget from time to time. Anyway, so 20 strokes a minute, one minute, full power. All right, here we go. In three, two, one, go. Right, so push hard, right? Push. It helps to think about pushing the machine away from you rather than it being thinking about pushing yourself backwards because then you can think about holding that forwards tilt keeping those arms straight and pushing the machine 
through the wall that's in front of you or into the treadmills in front of you at the gym. Last stroke. So there we go. That's it. So basically just do that 20 times, okay? Have a drink. Important to still stay hydrated. It will feel progressively tougher from a cardio point of view. What you'll find is your heart rate will spike and then you'll recover. Then you'll spike, then you'll recover. So this is kind of a hip workout in terms of it's high intensity intervals. And you also get that full minute to recover. So it's a one-to-one -one ratio. So as you get towards the end of this, you'll find that you're not gonna recover quite as well. So it doesn't end up that much of a hit towards the end, but eh. Right, if you want to do light rowing to protect your back, start doing it now, rather than going from a moving flywheel. Otherwise, we're going in three, two, one, go. Full power. Because that first stroke, full power from a stop flywheel puts a lot of force through your lower back. And you want to protect your body at all costs. So if there is any chance, of you tweaking a previous injury, or if you feel your back starting to niggle at any point in this workout, do that light rowing with 10 seconds to go. Last stroke. That light rowing with 10 to go in the rest, I mean. You don't stop with 10 seconds to go in the, in the main effort part. So, last time my heart rate stopped at 72% of max, that time 73, so there is maybe a negligible cardio drift, but it's definitely, I mean, I'll play whoppa, the card of talking to you while doing this obviously adds a bit of a cardio toll on my side of things that you possibly don't have unless you're talking back to me in which case if you're in the gym and you've got headphones on people might think you're a little weird <laughs> right 15 seconds to go strap yourself back in if you unstrapped 10 seconds start that light rowing if you need to we're going the next one in five four three two one push <clears throat> so really think about that push if you get the connection right, you should feel as though your backside is slightly lighter on the seat. I think I leant back too soon there. Really try and think about holding that forward lean and straight arms and hanging off the handle. You should feel your 
legs. Accelerate that power in to the stroke. So you really feel like a, it's hard to describe, like you're surging that power in, okay? It's not like a straight line of power. As you connect, hang on, have a drink. The moment of connection should then be a acceleration. This is why if you have a concept two, press the second button down on the right hand side to change it to the force curve. And the curve goes each stroke up and down as you accelerate that power in. I don't gonna do that. Let's see what my force curve is like. Okay, 10 seconds to go with some light rowing. I'll try and describe my force curve, okay? Four, three, two, one, go. All right, nothing on the first one. So it sharply rises and then it kind of flattens off. That's better. So I get sharp rise. It's like a, the letter N where it comes up nice and quick. I get a long plateau at the top and then it sharply falls off at the back of the stroke. Try to think. One more. It's like if you've seen the film Close Encounters, <laughs> Richard Dreyfus builds a mountain out of mashed potato, okay? This is a, a mountain that he eventually goes to. Spoiler alert. But it kind of comes up uh, steep sides. There's a plateau across the top, which is where the aliens land. And then down the other side, it shells off again. I think El Capitan, the mountain, is similar to that. Sharp up, plateau, sharp down. That's kind of what you're looking for, okay? Because what that means, hang on, here we go. 11, 10 seconds to go. Start that light rowing to protect your back. Six, five, four, three, two, one, go. From a force curve point of view, if you can get that nice, quick rise, and then a plateau, across the top, that means you are accelerating that power into the stroke with your legs at the start of the stroke. And then by 
swinging your back over your hips and then pulling in your arms. Last one. So by, so you start the stroke by pushing your legs. That accelerates the force into the machine, but then your legs will start to fade when you get about halfway through the drive. And then you add in that backswing, okay? To top up your fading legs. And then you add in your arm pull as your legs fade even more and your back begins to fade. So you get your initial acceleration, then everything is kind of as even as possible as it all makes up the fading power. And then everything stops. And that's where it just shelves off at the back again. 15 seconds to go. So that's ideally what you're looking for. 10 seconds to go. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. Now whether your force curve is how I describe it, or whether you have a more gradual acceleration rise or it's a bit more of a gradual slope to the stop the real important part is that it's smooth if it's all jagged and bumpy like a mountain range then you may not be getting your sequencing correct so if it's a smooth up and then straight down again at least you are getting that sequencing right, okay? You are putting legs, then arms. Sorry, <laughs> it'll take two. You're putting in legs, then body, then arms. And then hopefully it's then fading off at the end again. So that gives you a nice smooth. But if it's ragged, it'll be because you are doing legs and then jerking your back and then jerking in your arms. And that's when you see that kind of mountain hiccup either at the start or at the back of the stroke 15 seconds to go if you want to start doing some light rowing then 10 seconds so six five four three two one push those legs really think about maintaining straight arms and that forward tilt as you push those legs into the machine. Let your legs do the lion's share of the stroke. And then once those legs are about halfway done, that's when the fade starts. And so that's when you swing 
from that forwards tilt to the backwards tilt. And then after you start that tilt, that's when you pull in those arms. Because it is also about arms, but just at the back of the stroke, have a drink. Your arms are absolutely vital at the front of the machine in terms of the connection and getting the power in there from your legs. If you miss that connection with your arms, you're just losing power. But at the same time, they do give you that 10 to 20% finish power too. 15 seconds to go. 10, start that light rowing if you need to. Six, five, four, three, two, one, go. So if you have a mirror, look out, or if you can film yourself, watch out for two connection issues. The first one, is seeing your back swing before your legs connect. And the other one is seeing your arms, or at least your elbows, bend before your legs, or as your legs, connect. Arms stay straight, straight, pull, straight, pull, last one, straight, pull, keep those arms straight so that with that forwards tilt, as you push your feet into the machine, the power from your legs comes through your body into those arms, into the handle, into the machine. And this is what I'm sure when I say this, there are people out there that just hear the teacher from Peanuts going Okay, because I can say this until I'm blue in the face, but people still don't do it. So I'm going to say it again, 15 seconds to go, this will be like Groundhog Day for the last one because you're just going to hear the same stuff again. Six, five, four, three, two, one, go. Push for those feet and watch out for an early backswing. Keep that forwards tilt towards the front of the machine as you push the machine away from you and keep arms straight there's no heroics in pulling early 
from the front the heroics come at the back <clears throat> okay so legs arms legs arms two more one more I'll throw down an insult here if you need to fight the machine and pull with your arms at the front it's because you have puny little legs and you're not able to get the power into the machine no Mr Bond obviously I'm just I'm mocking you <laughs> in jest but I'm trying to get this across okay that if you're a big rower big or big crossfit or high rocks or just gym user with massive upper body and you're like I don't need to use my legs I'm just gonna use my upper body then more fool you 10 seconds to go eight seven six five four three two one go because trust me nobody cares how you're looking when you're rowing all people care about is the pace you're rowing at okay so if you look amazing but you're rowing 140 splits say but then you come back with better technique and you're rowing at 130 splits that's when people will start to be impressed few strokes to go two more unless of course you're just about being kind of a affectation looking good muscles rippling but it's like the schoolyard nobody cares people might look and go hey look there's a guy rowing beasting his arms but they're not going to go oh you're amazing <laughs> for doing that they're, they're not going to do it if you row a good te technique either do you know why because nobody cares okay like i say it's like falling over in the playground people will go ha, ha, and then get on with their lives so if it's an ego thing if you think you look amazing because you're pulling on the front of the machine with your arms and your big guns are gunning 10 seconds to go nobody cares people will care five four three two one go in the world of indoor rowing or crossfit or high rocks people will care about your time how fast you've rowed your 2k your 1k your 5k your marathon whatever and they will notice 
and care when you are fast and you will be fast when you use your whole body not just your biceps one more and that really comes down to efficiency that the more power you can put in with your body the longer you can row or the longer you can row at that power for okay here endeth my lecture because that's what four intervals I'll try and talk about this but man I look at the higher ups guys I'm like you could row at exactly the same pace you are right now with a better technique and not be as fatigued at the end not be all jelly arms because all you've used is your arms but nobody listens what do I know? Bitter? Moi? Right, well the good thing is, is that that rant Okay, seven seconds to go Six, five, four, three, two, one Push with the legs, come on That rant took us all the way to interval 11 So we passed the Bon Jovi point without me even making my dad joke about passing the Bon Jovi point we are no longer halfway there we are closer to the finish than we were when we started that's always the case, isn't it? Come on, keep that power up. Push. One more. I'm starting to tire. My muscles are starting to tire with about five strokes to go right now. I'm averaging What's that one? Say 151. Which again, previous times, the last time I was doing a 1K plan, I was like 143 maybe. So it shows how important power training is. Plus technique and stuff, but uh, if you want to row fast, you need to train fast from time to time. Okay. Five. Oh, sorry, fifteen. <laughs> Ten. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Go. Power. Come on. Power. Remember, this is your session to shine. This is where. This is well. This is why you take the easy rows easy on this plan and build up that tank of power. Give yourself the energy 
you need to be able to hit this one hard and develop your power push through that fade because you have the fuel and that's kind of what I've been getting at is that on the low intensity rows you're building up the amount of fuel you have available but you're also not using it up so it means for a session like this you should have the fuel to get through it and what it comes down to is do you have the grunt do you have the muscles can your can your legs manage to get through all 20 strokes through all 20 intervals at maximum power without fatiguing from a muscle power point of view not from a energy fuel point of view 10 seconds to go six five four three two one go full power come on and so on session two of week one there was a nice low intensity one if you had gone faster than the pace guide not only would you be using up muscle strength that you need to be able to push harder than you have before in this workout but you'll also have tapped into your overall fitness fuel one more and with only one minute intervals your cardio shouldn't be blowing up in the interval okay I mean look I'm a sweaty mess because it's hard work okay heart rate's now up at 82% of max have a drink The reason I said, what, three intervals ago that I was beginning to fade wasn't because I was getting tired. It's because my muscles were starting to say, this is a lot of hard work. But by noticing that that had happened, I am now zeroed in on trying to push through that fade. 10 seconds to go. I'm trying to maintain my pace the whole way. Let's see if we can. Four, three, two, one, go. So good technique, push. Let's give it one more stroke. So go 151, 149. So I don't want to go under 149. I can go faster. I don't want to go slower. 
And this is where my legs are saying, hello, mister. We're working quite hard. Or I'm having to really concentrate. One more. On the push and the connection. And for the majority of that, I was about 148, so faster, because I was concentrating on what I was doing. So in many ways, by making these videos for you, I realize I'm shooting myself in the foot because I'm not concentrating on what I'm doing unless I'm talking about it to you. So when I'm having a rant about gym bros, I'm not really thinking about the power that's going into my strokes, which is then I did. And that was, I think, yeah, fastest interval yet. And that was all the way up at interval 15. 10 seconds to go. We have five more to go. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Now this is a good time to think about your posture at both ends of the machine. At the front, you want to be up, powerful, primed, ready to brace against the power from your legs. And then at the back of the stroke, you need to be powerful to finish nice and strong and just rock over your hips. Ready for the next stroke. Last one. Four to go. Ooh. See, you think 20 one minute intervals sounds easy. And trust me, if you're finding this easy, you are not going hard enough. Be that because you're just literally not pushing hard enough or because you're not connecting right from a technique point of view. So you're not able to put this power in. If you do that early layback, pull early with your arms, you can't get the power in from your legs. You don't get the workout you're looking for. 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Go. So remember, it really is about effort. All of the Concept 2 machines are based around the more effort you put in, the harder it will feel, but the faster you will go 
It never gets easier. You just go faster. Here's a t-shirt. Four strokes to go. Three, two, one. Three more to go. I can have a drink. Recommend you do the same. Now, hang on. Don't let your mind play tricks on you here. Where you start to think, oh, I've still got three to go. Don't ease off on this one or the next one. Keep that power up. The last one will take care of itself because it's the last one and you'll be all excited to be coming towards the end of the session. But these next two are where your head can start to go down. 10 seconds to go and the power drips off. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Go. <sighs> So keep that connection powerful at the front. Roll in, arms straight, forward tilt, shins pointing vertically. And then as those shins hit vertical, don't wait, launch out from the front, push, explode those legs into the machine, but keep your arms straight, one more, if you can Minimize that turnaround time between coming forwards and going backwards. It's a great way to minimize potential power leaks, either from your back swinging too soon, an early pull on the handle, or often if you're the kind of person that slides with your shins pointing forwards, instead of vertical, what happens is as you come forwards, your backside scoots away from you, leaking loads of leg power. 12 seconds to go. So try and get that turnaround time sharp. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Penultimate interval. Just think about Hands away, forward tilt, and push. Hands, tilt, push. Don't wait at the front, push. You should really feel an instant turnaround as you flood 
the machine with all those blue sparks of power from your fuel tank come on few more one more Whoa. right one more interval and then main session is done followed by a cool down and some stretching <sighs> one more to go and I've run out of stuff to say never <sighs> but that connection at the front is where length and power comes from you see lots of people finishing at the back of the stroke like this handle up in the throat big deep layback trying to get an extra couple of inches at the back of the stroke but then they completely miss the front 10 seconds to go six five four three two one go and like i say the power comes from your big legs as you push into the machine plant your heels into the foot plate same way you would as if you were doing a squat or a deadlift push those feet in connect right at the front don't lose any chain length at the front of the machine push and that way you don't need extra at the back last one Whoa. so if you can connect as you come forwards here okay handle there and you push your legs all the way and swing and pull because you're getting all of your legs into the machine you don't need to compensate by doing that okay if you only connect here and I've lost from here to here of the leg drive what's the point I've lost all of that chain connection that could be going into the machine why would I that's my normal finishing if I lay back I get what three four inches maybe extra length versus this is where I'm connecting poorly and let's see try and work this out all of that distance that's about a foot okay I hope that's clear it should be because <laughs> I ran on enough about it right sorry wants to reset let's oi wants to reset jump into a two minute cooldown sorry I suddenly that's something I should probably do as a standalone video 
talking about why would you get the back end, I can always just clip that bit out, because YouTube's short. <sighs> Two minute cool down, do this at whatever pace you need to in order for it to feel like a cool down. I'm gonna do this run about 2K plus 30 at 20 strokes a minute, okay? Here we go, in three, two, one, go. Because all I want is for my body to connect. I wanna spend some time thinking about good posture here because I'm pretty sure my posture was collapsing around about the time, ironically. I was talking about posture in the main session. I think I was starting to heave against the stroke slightly in order to get that pace up. So what I want is for my body to remember what it's supposed to be doing so that tomorrow when I sit down for the next bottom tier row or the easy row on this plan I'm going to hopefully have the neuroplasticity my muscle memory will be of a good posture and hopefully something resembling an okay technique instead of just launching because you know what when it comes to concept 2 rowing there comes a point in a race where like I said before I'd stand on my head and row with my little toe if it meant I could squeeze an extra second out of my pace and so on a session like today when you're trying to get everything into the machine in those last two or three intervals it's understandable if things go a little bit to pot technique wise which is kind of why I'm here to tell you to try and keep on the straight and narrow but this cool down will hopefully just have helped you just hit reset okay I control out delete on a computer, not a restart, just a proper control out delete <laughs> or Apple Alt Escape, that's the Mac one isn't it? Or Apple Command Escape, you don't, not Apple, Alt Command Escape, however. So, right, stretching. If you don't have time, then please at one point stretch your quads and your hamstrings, go off for a shower, don't do it in the shower though. Uh, or you can join Stretchy John, he will take you through some very normal guided stretching. But if you want to stretch on the machine and follow me, then this is what I do on the machine. So, I toes up against the straps, which have been loosened from coming out, hands in the air, fold forwards, and then get your, your backside on the seat so it doesn't fall away from underneath you, <laughs> but in a position where you are able to stretch, there we go, your hamstrings, it might take a little bit of work in terms of how you got your legs, how you're pointing your toes and things, but you should be able to find that point where you can feel that stretch up in your hamstrings rather than it being just in your quads or right behind your knee. That's then, it's not quite what you're looking to. That's like the tendons back there. You're not really wanting to stretch there. You want to stretch your hamstrings. So it could be that you need to get your legs down and lock them a little bit. Not, well, not lock them, soft lock them. Okay, just get them down a little bit. That might help. But remember, you're not rounding down. If you start suddenly start to feel pain in your lower back, you're doing it wrong. Okay, so it's a hinge forwards of your back. So, glutes, put one leg up on the rail, 
other foot comes over the top, pull your knee across your body, rotate in, okay? That rotation of your trunk is what then gets that stretch down into your, into your glutes. Hold on to the back of the machine for stability, and also it just kind of helps that kind of, you can bring your shoulder back to help with that rotation too. Okay, and you can see that from the other side as I do my other leg. Oh. And then by adjusting where this foot is against your knee pit, <laughs> um, you can affect kind of how that stretch, where, it's, where it sits on your glutes and by how much you pull this knee across and by how much you rotate in. It's all very, there's so many fulcrum points here um, that it kind of, you can just work with what the best way to do it is. Let's do our quads next, as my head pops at the top of screen. So heel, oops, heel up against your backside and then pull it back against your backside. Uh, you should have a straight line down through your shoulder, down through your hips, into your knee. And then again, just, Work out how much you have to pull in your foot, whether you have to kind of adjust your hip direction. Remembering this is the quads you're stretching here, it's not your hip flexors. If you start to stretch up too high, you're, doing, you're stretching the wrong part. We're about to do hip flexors. So, other side. There you go. Ooh, look at that. I'm about to say I've got my balance today, so I'm about to fall over. There you go, so just hold it up. Obviously, um, you can hold your stretches for longer than I am. I'm just trying to race through this. Now, like I said in the last session, remember I do tend to sign off for a couple of minutes just chatting away to you about stuff so you can elongate your stretches to run through into my end chat if you wish. Because that way you watch the video all the way to the end. You might as well use my rants for something better. Okay, so hip flexors, one leg, one foot on the floor, right angles to your knee, other one, right angles, and then push through your hip. Okay, so this knee will now come forwards and that angle then open up as you push this hip that way. So again, everything here is kind of aligned, but you're pushing your hip forwards and that's when you suddenly, that's when you hit the top of your quads up in your hip flexors. This is where you didn't want to be feeling when you were stretching your quads. And today, um, and remember, like I always say, Jeff Cavalier at AthleanX has a great video about do you actually need to stretch your hip flexors or is it actually something else? Oh, gotta say though, my quads are rather sore today. I was doing, last night, I was doing squats, but like kind of power ones, um, not just up and down, up and down. I was kind of going down, hold, and then woof, up as fast as I could. And got rather sore quads today. So, so today's session was a bit interesting on top of already sore quads, right? Let's do forearms, so push your hands together, keep pushing them together, and then come down like this. And you should feel under your arms and your forearms, so your lower forearms, get a nice wee stretch here, okay? So your upper forearms, not really, um, but your lower ones will, and it tends to be your lower fore forearm, a kind of inside one, that would be what? It's that golfer's elbow that's preventing by stretching that one. And again, if you're pushing hard enough through your fingers as well, you will get a wee stretch here for your fingers as well. So one thing I didn't actually talk about technique-wise today was making sure to hook your fingers over the handle rather than a death grip, but there's only so much technique I can go over. Uh, triceps. So hand goes down to your spine, push that elbow back with the other arm. Um, yeah, I think because of the, the rant that I was having today about... I do hope I didn't offend anybody, 
But the truth is, <laughs> it often is that people will pull hard on the machine because they can't, it's not because their legs aren't powerful enough, it's because they can't get the legs, the power from their legs into the machine. So I was kind of, I was being a bit kind of cheeky rude saying you've got weak legs, but it's not, it's just that you've got weak legs when it comes to rowing because you're not getting them into the machine right. So you can have all the power in the world, but if you're not getting them connected, your legs connected into the machine properly, it doesn't matter. So, because listen, I'm not a big guy. I'm not particularly fast, especially right now, but I'm not a big guy, but I'm a lot faster than a lot of the CrossFit guys because I row with a good technique and they've got muscles upon their muscles and I don't, but it's just because my technique is, is better. So that's why I'm faster. Uh, shoulders. I'm not saying I'm faster than all the CrossFit people, I'm not, um, nor the High Rocks people, I'm not. And again, you get the High Rocks guys, there's, there's a guy uh, like YouTube sensation Mark Davis, I made a video about him uh, looking at his technique and he's got, I mean his technique's not great, he swings his back too early and he's all pull with the arms, but he did post something the other day saying that he did a 3 minute 0.7 uh, 1k, which is super fast, um, but for someone his size, he should be able to go faster. Okay, so he's faster than me. The fastest I've ever done is 3.04. Um, and so the fact that he can go three minutes, he's faster than me, but he's a lot bigger than me, a lot more powerful than me. And if I, he's only four seconds faster than I've been, then he kind of like, he should really be like a 2.50 kind of guy, uh, not a three minute. Um, but hey, uh, yeah, so you can take a look at that video if you wish, um, me talking about his technique. Um, but great, really nice guy because I emailed him just to make sure I could make that video. Um, have I had a woman do a nice job? Bice uh, biceps, sorry. So hands behind you as though you're a ski jumper, then rotate your thumbs outwards, okay? Whee. And then that'll stretch your long head of your bicep. But yeah, I emailed him just to make sure he was okay with me making that technique video, and he's a really nice guy. Uh, his videos are extremely entertaining as well. Um, so it's well worth a watch, especially the one where he tries to row as fast as uh, Steve Redgrave, um, having never really rowed before, so that's quite a, uh, that's a really interesting, fun watch. So I really recommend checking out his channel. Um, yeah, Mark Davis. Uh, so yeah, so a big shout out for Jeff Cavalier from Athlean X and for Mark Davis as other people to go and check out. There's loads of people to check out. YouTube's quite, if you haven't heard of YouTube, it's quite a big... <laughs> Anyway, uh, right, there we go. So that was session three of week one of the 1K plan. Uh, rearrange that sentence into the order it should be in. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Listen, that's the kind of one for the for, for the people that want to, that are like, oh, I'm not going hard enough today. I want to work hard. Sit down and do that session, okay? If you just blast out those one minutes, then you should come off the other end going, wow, that was a tough session. And you should feel energized and powerful and strong from it. You should feel like, wow, I've done something and it will help your power and it will help you go faster. I'm pretty sure that comes up another couple of times within this 1K plan. You think I'd remember my own plan, but no. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what, in fact, can I quickly flick up my average? Sorry, one second, color. So 150.2 was my average across today's uh, row. So it'll be interesting to see when we come back to it again. At another point, what my average will be, whether I'll be any faster as uh, due to the process of the plan or whether I'll still just be 150.2. And that'd be quite sad. <laughs> so I will see you either in week one, session four, which is back down to a nice, easy, low intensity, fuel building, fitness building, calorie burning row to then prep you for week one, session five, or I'll see you in one of my other videos I have on this channel. Please take a look around the channel. I have hundreds of workouts up here now um, and they are all entirely free. And don't worry if they say, 
say things like 1k plan, 5k plan, 2k plan or, or whatever, you can just go, hey, that sounds like a fun row and just go in and do it. It doesn't matter if it's part of a plan, you can just do it as a standalone row. I've got oodles and Riddles and boodles of technique videos and app review videos and stuff up here as well. Just please just take a sniff through the channel. Uh, take a look at some of the playlists I've got here as well. I know it's a bit overwhelming when you go to a channel that's got hundreds of videos, but really if you take a look, then hopefully there'll be something there that kind of piques your interest. And if there's not, of course, get in touch. Just uh, compose a little email, um, put info at rowalong.com up at the top for the address field, spank it on the bottom, send it off to me, and I will try and endeavor to make a video over or try and endeavor, that's not right, is it? I will endeavor to make a video uh, based on whatever your suggestion is, okay? Um, yeah, so there we go. That is us done, that is, that is us. It's been a bad, I mean, seriously, it's been a bad day for my, my mouth unable to get the words out, hasn't it? I'm just kind of like, I, I am actually making myself sound like the teacher from Peanuts, aren't I? <sighs> Thank you very much for putting up with me. I really do appreciate it. And remember, right at the beginning of the row, we'd already announced what the hashtag was going to be, which was potato. <laughs> hashtag potato. So just to let me know you made it this far through the video, then you can say hashtag potato and then let me know how you got on with it. Leave me a comment and all that stuff. Um, and of course, listen, I know I made a joke about it in the other session, but I'm going to say if you want to subscribe, you do get notified of all this. <laughs> anyway, so I will see you in a future video. In the meantime, look after yourself. Take care. Be well. Bye bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.